So Luka Dantic clearly has the best stats line left of anybody in the league's most valuable player race. The Dallas Mavericks uh, at this point are absolutely for real, but... You're listening to the House of Takes NBA show with Dave Dabba. The only NBA show in North America that believes the Rudy Gobert trade worked out for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Presented by Stealth.LTD. Welcome back to the House of Takes NBA show. On today's show, of course, we're going to talk about Luka Dantich. Kyrie Irving, uh, Derek Lively, the two recent acquisitions that the Dallas Mavericks made in P.J. Washington and Daniel Gafford, and we're going to discuss whether or not the Dallas Mavericks actually have a legitimate chance of doing some real damage in the Western Conference playoffs this particular year. Now, as we entered the night, the Dallas Mavericks had won 7 out of 10. Uh, they lost last night to the Indiana Pacers. Up next for them is the Cleveland Cavaliers, followed by the Raptors, who actually took down the Pacers tonight. And then they go uh, continue that uh, road trip, that four-game roadie that they're on and completed in Boston. It is a very tough week of basketball coming up for the Dallas Mavericks. Now, the additions of Daniel Gafford and P.J. Washington are very interesting additions for this particular Dallas Mavericks team. What it actually allows them to do is it allows them to play a couple different styles of basketball. Now, in the past, the Dallas Mavericks have been sort of forced to only play small ball. But now, with the additions of P.J. Washington, Daniel Gafford, and of course, an improving Derek Lively, uh, the second or third or whatever number comes after it, with the uh, improvements of Derek Lively, the rookie, uh, they certainly have the opportunity to also play bigger style basketball, which, as we all know, is a big a big bonus when you're actually in the playoffs. Now, Luka Dantich has uh, currently really the uh, best stats line of anybody left in the most valuable player race uh, so far this season. Now, I'm not going to kid you. Um, clearly, Nicole Jokic is the best basketball player on the earth. Um, but in terms of a stats line, Luka is sitting there at... Uh, 34 and nine and nine, just uh, under nine rebounds a game, I should point out. Now, if he does finish the season at 34, nine and nine, Luka Doncic will be the only person in the entire history of the association to finish a season 34, nine and nine. I am just saying we are watching a historic year by Luka Dantic. Now, as for Kyrie Irving, Mr. Flat Earth himself, who uh, must admit to the world that when he dribbles a basketball, <laughs> it's not actually flat, it's actually round, Kyrie. Um, Kyrie has been a model citizen to this point with the Dallas Mavericks since he got there. 
all of the antics that sort of happened in his last couple stops seems to have subsided at this point. Assuming that that continues and assuming that the Dallas Mavericks can, can continue to see some improvement out of the rookie Derek Lively and can uh, also keep um, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. consistent night in and night out, I mean, that's the knock on Tim Hardaway Jr. is his lack of consistency, uh, averaging almost 18 points a game. If he can continue to do that through the playoffs, that will be a huge bonus for this Dallas Mavericks team. If you look at all of the pieces, and we haven't even talked about Dante Exum yet, but if you look at all of the pieces that this particular Dallas Mavericks team has, they certainly have more pieces than they had when Luca actually took them to a much weaker Western Conference Finals early in his career. So, do they have enough talent to make um, to to really create some thunder, if you will, in the Western Conference playoffs this year? And the answer to that question is absolutely yes. Now, the bot really sort of comes down to the rest of the remaining schedule. I mentioned that they've got the Cavs tomorrow night, followed up by the Raptors, the Celtics. They still have to play the Heat twice. They've got two games coming up with the Golden State Warriors. They have two games still remaining with the OKC Thunder. They have about 24 games left in the season, four of which are against really weak teams in the uh, NBA, like the Portland Trailblazers <laughs> and, and Monty Williams. Will he survive the whole season as the head coach of the Detroit Pistons? A uh, huge breakdown tonight uh, with Cade Cunningham basically yelling at Monty. I think uh, Monty is, is going to be out as the Detroit Pistons coach. I don't know if it's going to happen before the end of the season, but I think the players have seen enough um, and the ownership group that gave them all that money is going to have to make a decision, a decision that should be the decision made for the particular players in this case. All right. So outside of the sidetrack piece there, the Dallas Mavericks certainly have a, a fairly difficult remaining schedule. Um, it is entirely possible that they'll go seven and three, seven and three, and continue to win at that pace. If they do that, they'll probably end up in the sixth spot in the Western Conference. They'll have to do a little bit better than that if they're going to break into the top five and even into the top four, which at this point is highly unlikely that the Dallas Mavericks will be able to do that. But if they do break into the top four and Luka Doncic's stats line remains sort of where it's at today, Luka Doncic should absolutely win the most valuable player of the year award. Now, I've talked on uh, more recent, other recent podcasts about Shea Gillis-Alexander. And if the season were to end today, I would give him the MVP is simply because he's got the OKC Thunder tied for first in the Western Conference, and he's got a fantastic stat line as well. 
Um, so, uh, but I think there is a path to the MVP this year for Luca, though I think it's highly unlikely he's going to get it because I don't think that the Mavericks are going to be able to get past all these other teams. Did you know that there are seven teams in the Western Conference that can say they have a, a record that's uh, seven and three or better in their last 10 games? I mean, it's so competitive. It's not even uh, it's not even funny anymore at this point. So I'm not entirely sure Luca is going to be looking at the most valuable player of the year award this season. That being said, do I think though that the moves to bring in Daniel Gafford and to bring in PJ Washington were good moves? And the answer is absolutely yes. Now, if I'm a Dallas Mavericks fan, if you're a fan of the Mavericks, you might be upset that you sort of sold some of the future. You gave up a first round draft pick for PJ Washington and you gave up a first round draft pick for Daniel Gafford as well. That might not be something you're excited about if you don't at least win a couple series in the Western Conference playoffs this year. But I think in terms of the move, which was designed uh, to help the team and to also show Luka Dantage that the Dallas Mavericks organization, who has quite frankly failed him, um, has uh, his intentions at heart. The Dallas Mavericks are trying to prove to Luka Dantich that they're willing to do just about anything to help him out at this point. Now, I know what you're thinking. Daniel Gafford and P.J. Washington, is that just about anything? When you actually look at what was actually available at the NBA trading deadline, I think the Dallas Mavericks did the best that they could possibly do considering the situation that they were actually in. They actually are taking a shot of a shot at this. That's why the new look Dallas Mavericks are for real. The butt though really comes down to how competitive the rest of the Western conference is and will the Dallas Mavericks really be able to play two different styles of offense and defense when they have uh, when they play big and they play small. Now, since the trade was made um, before the deadline, they were twelfth in offense. After the deadline, they are eighth. Before the deadline, they were twenty second in defense. And since the trades were made, the Dallas Mavericks are now fourth in defense. Even Luka Dantich has bought in and is playing defense. I think that outside of the Los Angeles Clippers, I think this Dallas Mavericks team is the next most dangerous team, assuming everybody's healthy, entering the playoffs. Because you get Kyrie going and you get Luca, who looks healthy, and you get those guys, and you get the other players on the team to chip in, the Tim Hardaway Juniors of the world, the Dante Axums, the Derek, uh, the ever-improving Derek Lively. You get them to improve, and I'm telling you, this Dallas Mavericks team 
is a team that could upset just about any team in the Western Conference, I think minus the Denver Nuggets. All right, North America, go ahead and tell me what you think. Um, drop your comments in, uh, good and or bad. Just leave a comment, for God's sakes. Um, on that note, uh, thanks so much for tuning in. And if you haven't uh, subscribed, uh, to the big House of Takes channel on YouTube yet, please go and subscribe. And of course, like this video for the House of Takes NBA show. I'm Dave DeBaha, wishing you all a tremendous rest of your sports viewing day. You've been listening to the House of Takes NBA show with Dave Daba, presented by Stealth.ltd.